thing. What is it about this Ephraim? Mm-hmm. It actually said he drew back yep. in the time of battle. Yep. See? If I got people with me, if I got people counting on me, if I got people alongside me, if I got people well, I'm a draw back. around me, how Why? do Why? I draw back? back? Welcome to another episode of the Superhero Supernatural Flow. You have entered into the Fortress of Solitude, where you'll find anything but the norm. We are not from the norm. We are superheroes dropped from another planet. Join me as we go to this clip. Psalm 78. Is a big old chapter mm-hmm. with, oh my God, 72 verses in it. And at the end of that chapter, he starts, here's enters David. It's talking about David. Now I want to, I just want to hit you with something. I told, um, you know, I had been sharing the scriptures with um, Regina, but this one came at the end, like towards the end of the week. And I didn't get to share it. And I started looking at it. I said, we all know the story about David in the house of Jesse and Samuel coming and all that. We know that. I've seen that before. Mm-hmm. We know the story about him going to the front lines and sharing, you know, serving his brothers. And that was his his entrance point into another dimension. We heard that story mm-hmm. before. And we understand that, you know, he enters in as one um, in obscurity and one of servitude and obedience. We heard that story before. Mm-hmm. But God's hitting me with another story. What? Go ahead, give, give it to us. Come on, I'm hungry. <laughs> Verse 1 mm-hmm. in Psalm 78 and 1, it says, My people hear my teaching. Listen to my words of my mouth. I will open my mouth with a parable. Hmm. I would utter hidden things from of old. Now, that word parable... My God, my God, my God, my God. Shannon and the said that. The word parable means a short story or illustration mm-hmm. to communicate something. Yes, yes. Some people say, break this thing down to me in layman's terms. I just want to show you something, the flip side of this real quick. Hallelujah, glory to oh God, Lord God, Lord God. Oh God, teach your word, God. A parable is something that Jesus taught the people with. Mm-hmm. He always likened um, a lesson of life, a lesson that he was teaching to a story. It could have been the story of, you know, the the, the wedding banquet mm-hmm. and the story of this and that. Mm-hmm. Now, when you think of a parable, it's, it's broken down to a point that even a child exactly. can understand. Exactly. But what I want to show you is this. That is the very reason that the most simplest things are the most hidden. Not everybody has a heart of a child. We're thinking along the lines of theology and seminary and it's got to sound prestigious and big and it's got to be this big revelation. It's got to be this, it's got to be that. We got to be so educated and Mm. we got to, you know, and by the way, before the fall, in original intent, we didn't have education, we had revelation. Mm-hmm. 
But now we have to depend on education. I don't believe God spoke that way to fill up a room. I believe he spoke that way to clear a room. Mm. Mm. Amen. I believe he spoke that way to weed out the heart. Mm -hmm. Because if you was really looking for me, your heart would become so, you know, it would come as that little child, that expectancy. Remember how we was when we first came up in here? I said, man, Mm -hmm. I wish we could have started it right there. We were like little kids. We were like... Oh, God, I heard Regina. Regina just started praying. She just went into this big... And, you know, but it was a it was a, a prayer of a child. Like, Lord, I'm hungry for you. I'm thirsty for you. And I started dancing in my spirit because I said, Lord, I feel your presence already. We have not even begun, and yeah. I feel your presence. Why? Because of childlike faith and expectation. So I believe the parable is really not his, even, even his disciples. Look at it when he began to speak to them in parables. After he spoke to the masses, he had the 12 that was with him. Mm-hmm. And then when he got with them in private, they would be like, master, master, what did that mean? Mm-hmm. What do you mean? They didn't even know what it meant. I believe the parable, listen, and I wrote some things down. My God, here we see God has left a curtain of a parable. Amen. Mm -hmm. The parable is not to uh, fill up a room. The parable is to weed that thing out. And it's to it's to actually um, lessen the people that's in there. Let Mm -hmm. me just get to the let me get to the real nitty gritty. Let me weed out the the folks that they hear and they look like they want a thing. Mm -hmm. They look like people were following him left, right and center. Oh, Lord, I will follow you. I love his turned around and said, listen, birds have their nests, foxes have their holes, but the son of God has nowhere to lay his head. Who you following? You sure you want to follow me? Mm-hmm. Oh, we want to follow you. Well, go ahead and sell all your stuff and then come see. Oh, oh no, can't I can't do, do that. that. <laughs> can't do that. We can't do that. So what he begins to do is he begins to weed them out. See? Because he wants to find the one like the heart of David that mm-hmm. has a different metal in them. Yeah. Because, listen, he leaves his code and he leaves his code key. His code was the word. If I read the word without the spirit, I don't know what I'm reading. Mm-hmm. Oh, y'all ain't. If I read the word with the spirit of God and I read it with his cold cracker, which is faith. Mm-hmm. Now I'm seeing something I ain't never seen Amen. before. Yes. That's the reason why. why in the scripture it says, let me listen. First thing he said is, let listen to me. Listen, listen, listen. And let me speak to you a parable of what hidden things. There's some things he's going to deal with you with and show you that he ain't going to show the next person mm-hmm. because their heart ain't right. Amen. Okay. Okay. Amen. Okay. Okay. Hallelujah. Glory Hallelujah. to God. Hallelujah. It says, I will open my mouth with a parable and I will utter hidden things. Hidden, hidden, hidden. We said David was back there in obscurity in Jesse's house. Uh, when Samuel came, Jess, uh, listen, David was nowhere around. Nowhere around. He was hidden. hidden. Yep. See, we need, to, we need to switch our language real quick to the kingdom language. He was obscure, but he was hidden. Amen. I was looking at this and I saw David enter in at the end of this chapter. But right before it, it says, watch this. He rejected some folk. 
It says, then the Lord awoke from his sleep. Y'all could go and look at Psalm 78 for yourself. It's a huge chapter, but it's just, it, it has a lot of revelation. It says, then the Lord awoke from his sleep as a warrior wakes from stupor of wine. He beat back his enemies. He put them to everlasting shame. Then he rejected the tents of Joseph. And he did not choose the tribe of Ephraim. Okay, I had to put a, a, a pin in that. Because I was like, what does that mean? That's telling me that there's one that he did not choose, but there's one that he, he did, did choose. choose. Yep. So I had to go back and I had to start looking at Ephraim. Chose, yeah. And I said, okay, okay, Joseph and Ephraim, you understand Joseph, Joseph was one of the brothers of the 12 tribes of, of Israel. Ephraim was not one of the tribes originally. Ephraim and Manasseh was mm -hmm. Joseph's sons. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so I looked at this and I said, God, well, what are you saying? And I, I, I skip ahead. I write a lot here. But Ephraim, if you start looking at the word Ephraim and the name Ephraim, you start going all up into your cross references and your commentaries and all of that. They said of Ephraim, amen, that the men of Ephraim were archers. They were armed with bows. But there was something that Ephraim did. And now I start looking at characteristics. They mm -hmm. turned back in the day of battle. But hold up. Then my Bible says that we are not of those who shrink back and are destroyed, but of those who believe and are saved. Yes, that's what my word says. It says they did not keep, talking about Ephraim, did not keep his covenant and they refused to live by the laws. They forgot what he had done. The wonders that he had shown them. He did the miracles in the sight of their ancestors. The sons of Ephraim were archers equipped with bows, yet they turned back on the day of battle. Now you start to see some characteristics of the world that's gotten mixed up. Okay, I'm still at this question is what, what who is David replacing? Who, why is David needed on the scene? We talk about superheroes. You hear me talk about that all the time. Mm -hmm. I say, come on, where's my superheroes? Where's my superheroes? There's always a superhero that is needed when there's some type of a fight or some type of a dilemma. Mm -hmm. what, it, what fits the bill for a leader? What fits the bill for a true leader? Because here we see, and if you look and you keep looking in that same chapter, he goes in and he starts talking about the grumbling. He starts talking about the fact that he couldn't take them in the desert. And when he was trying to feed them the manna, they were grumbling and say, we hungry, we thirsty. And it says they grumbled, they complained, they were bitter, they were rebellious. We already covered all of those. But then this thing of shrinking back, what is that? Hmm. What is that? Who's Ephraim? And who is this person mentioned in this scripture right before you tell me, but I chose David? He says we are not of those who shrink back and are destroyed, but of those who believe and are saved. Amen. He even in the New Testament, he said, when they all came to their own, they prayed. They said, Lord, give us boldness. You've heard what they have said about us. Amen. You've heard about their threatenings. And he said, now, Lord, give us boldness that we may lead your people. Amen. Give us boldness that that signs and wonders may be wrought in the name of your holy son Jesus. So I, I'm looking at this and I'm saying there's some characteristics that God is rejecting. 
his intention was for us to be bold. His intention was for us to know who we are. I know who I am. Amen. His intention was mm -hmm. that we were to take dominion. We were to be fruitful, multiply, replenish the earth and subdue it. His intention that we were to be blessed. His intention is that we were to be sitting on our throne and to speak a thing and watch it as it came mm -hmm. to pass. His intention it, was amen. to speak what is not as though it were. His intention was not for us to say something from the throne and get up off the throne to go see if it took if somebody took care of it. No, a king never leaves his throne. So what happened between that time and the time of David. So I'm just going to stick a pin in that because and that may be a rhetorical question right now. But what I'm looking at is there's some certain attributes that he says I've rejected. You may be wondering, why me? Mm -hmm. You just sat here and you just said, when, I call, when she called me and we sat up there on our virtual, you said, who me? Why me? And that be, might be a lot, and you know, you know now, you know, you know why. But there may be a lot of people out there yeah, saying, you talking to me? Yeah, yeah. I'm talking to you. You're very unassuming right now. You're in a place that you figure, there ain't nothing really, yeah, I'm good. I'm, I'm good right now. I, I'm taking care of my sheep. I'm taking care of my business. I'm going to school. I'm doing my thing. But God, what you don't understand is that while we've been playing church, We've had some Davids in the sheepfold mm -hmm, mm -hmm. out in the desert. We've had some Moseses. You're going to hear me going back and forth. I know mm -hmm. we're talking about David. Yeah, I know. It's, it, it's the whole line we're talking about. My God. I just told you, we ain't only talking to, let me speak proper. We are not only discussing <laughs> David. We are discussing David in the light right now. But you also have to remember, there are plenty of Davids down the line. Jesus. Because of David, we can put the other prophets in the, in, in the line. They're on a mission. Yeah. Even if they were a part of the sheepfold, they became part of the fivefold. Mm. Mm -hmm. They mm -hmm. became part of that. Yes. So, yes, we're talking about David, and, yes. and we're shedding light on David. on David. But we can shed light on plenty others in the Bible in this same context. Isn't it amazing how he begins to open your eyes and you start to see it? spread through the whole through everything the whole, you read yep. you begin to see it yeah you begin to see it amen while we're even in your own life in your own life even in your own life because even not to cut you off sorry about that okay. i i was reading the book of david and it was as if they were talking about me mm -hmm. it was as if the words came alive and it was telling regina's story mm -hmm. because if you read further down when david has become um part of the army of the head of the army they the the people were celebrating Saul, but they had already had David on this pedestal. They had already had David there, and it wasn't as putting myself on that level, but it was just the way they they spoke of him. Mm -hmm. You it didn't matter what David said or it didn't matter what he did anywhere they went anywhere David went they spoke good of David. They saw all of the good qualities yes. in David. Yes, you understand yes. what I'm saying. Yes. So it it also speaks of K Star life. It speaks of my life. It speaks of anybody else that's listening life. Yeah. What have you gone through mm -hmm. to put you where you are today? Mm -hmm. Oh, my Jesus. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. There it is. I just got a flashback of Regina's life. Yeah, yeah. The runt. Yeah. 
Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Come on, baby. The run. And to see me Jesus. here with you speaking of the, uh, you understand? Uh, to see me being a minister of children, to, to minister children. Yes, 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 yes. In my state of mind, I don't have the mental capacity to be able to do what I do. Yes. Even when, uh, not to be everywhere, I'm going into David. We're talking about David. Saul, in his own manipulation, said, I'm going to let you marry my daughter. Manipulation. Mm-hmm. David says, me, I'm a, I'm a child of a slave, of a servant. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. do you understand my lineage? We come from nothing. How am I going to be son-in-law to a king? Right, right. There's another thing that God found pleasure in David mm-hmm. is his humility. Humility. David was humble. Even in his position, remember, he never returned home. Mm-hmm. So he kept going higher and higher in the position. He kept elevating. Yes. Even yes. in his elevation, he was humble. Yes, yes, yes. Even yes. in his sin, he was humble. humble. Amen. Amen. And God, God favored that. Amen. Because he could have took that position just like Saul did. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> Saul got the kingship because of the people and because of yes. his stature. He yes. looked good. Yes, he looked good. In the eye of the people. Amen. Saul was the, one of the most insecure kings that ever Oh was my God. That bring, but that brings it back to the boldness. There you go. I said, I keep saying, what is it about this Ephraim? Mm-hmm. It actually said he drew back yep. in the time of battle. Yep. See? If I got people with me, if I got people counting on me, if I got people alongside me if i got people well, i'm gonna draw back around me how Why? do i draw back. back remember it's when we are willing to step out possibly fall possibly fail but still getting up still dusting off still letting go and still moving on that we truly find our rites of passage through these doors of success. This has been another recording right here at the Fortress of Solitude, where the superhero meets the supernatural. Again, this is K-Star from The Flow. Check back weekly for another episode of the Superhero Supernatural Flow. Have a blessed and prosperous week.